Hey, this is Aaron Plessinger, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hi, this is Colt Fasciati. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. back again with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. This week, episode 190, uh, Full House. Both DJ TJ and Scotty T are in the studio. What is up, Scotty? What's happening with the full gang? Yeah, it's hard to believe that this guy decided to show up finally. I know, it kind of surprised me. Yeah, same. Uh, what's up, DJ TJ? Oh, uh, nothing. Just decided to grace y'all with my presence. And yeah, it's already been a cluster just because you're here. It's messed up the whole system that Scotty and I have perfected, but we'll 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 make it work. Yes, I have fixed all the things y'all screwed up, and we are back running at a hundred percent. That's one way to look at it. Um, all right, tonight Moto Xbox Show, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherbies. USA for decades of Cherbies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. A Cherbies has what you need. Visit CherbiesUSA.com or call 1 800 659 1440 and uh, ask for Brian Fullerton or if Talon Volan's in, in there, you know, maybe say hi to, the, to a legend. But we want to thank those guys and, of course, let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. X Brand Goggles. Oh, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID are jerky on board. Man, I'm stoked about those guys. Williams Moto Works, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Big news coming from those guys pretty soon. Again, uh, as you guys know, our jerky is one of our new new sponsors. ERJerky.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD. Show, I believe it is, 21, Modex Pod Show 21. And if you need the best oil on the planet, hit up bloodlubricants.com and use promo code MOTOX uh, to save. DJ, TJ, we are fresh off Orlando 2. What do you think, man? I think the two I think the two brothers, like they just, them both getting hurt, the Martin brothers, I mean, it kind of was a gut shot for me because I was really looking forward to seeing them race through the series, and it was, like I said, a bit of a gut shot for me. And, I mean, fantasy wasn't the best, so, yeah, Orlando, I'm glad we can just move on. Well, that's you, Scotty. Uh, what would you take well, away? With the Martin brothers thing, it it was really, like like I said, like it blew my mind because I started to watch it the night after work. I fell asleep, and I woke up, and it was in, in the middle of the main 
And then when I looked at it, I saw that the two Martin brothers were both out. And I was like, <laughs> like, it literally was going through my head. Like, how could that have possibly happened? Like, did something happen with their parents and they both just left? Like, literally, all these <laughs> random thoughts went through my head. Like, how is that possible? And then I went back and watched the race. And I was like, dude, that's just tragic. Like, that that broke my heart to see him because we had just talked to J-Mart. I thought for sure he was the hands-down favorite. And he looked good in his heat all that. And then that was that was sad. Um, and I, I did like to see that the championship tightened up with, uh, with Webb. I think that like we're in for a treat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm about to say Webb, like, can't, do you think he can win? Do you think he could continue to roll wins off and take oh, the yeah. lead? Once, once he gets hot. Well, I already, I picked him as the champion. So that was my pick in the beginning of the series. And yeah, he's coming. Um, after Indy, he was six points down when, in which Kenny won three in a row. Yeah. Uh, and Cooper went three, four, two, not bad, nothing uh, bad there. Uh, right. But left Andy 16 points down. And after Orlando, Cooper goes one, one, Kenny two, four. Now Cooper's only six down. So wow. with a week off, I didn't realize he was six. six yeah. yeah. A week out. off. Yeah. And then we go Daytona, which outdoorsy usually I give Kenny's Roxen, good. Cooper's do what? I give rocks in the edge at Daytona against Cooper. Do you? I, I do. I don't, I think. For some reason, he he never Cooper's not like ever really been lights out at Daytona, has he? No, I, I I'm Series. not arguing. I'm just yeah. asking. Series yeah, no, starts. I, I think he once yeah. he gets into Supercross mode, he's in Supercross mode, and I think Roxon's able to handle the track like uh, Daytona better. I I think Kenny Kenny's probably going to win Daytona. Um, man, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's, obviously, it's hard to say. Cooper is at that point, though, right now where I, I told him in the press conference, you're like a shark, right? He yeah. smells the blood yeah. in the water, and I think that's what – Cooper feeds off that. Like, oh, I think crazy. Cooper is better in second place right now than he would be if he was leading by 15 or whatever because I think he that drives him. His attitude, his personality, the way he rides and comes on so strong at the end of a race, uh, he's just a beast – and I think that's I think I think he's in the perfect position for Cooper yeah. Webb. On on the live chat, Nick is asking, do you think that Eli goes four time at Daytona? I do. I, I well, see no reason. A couple weeks ago, the conversation would have been like, oh well, we'll just wait for Eli to get to Daytona, then he'll turn the season around. But he's, I mean, he's out. Like, I mean, wow. Yeah, I think Eli's done. Done. Yeah. But uh, Ever. to to comment on the Cooper thing you're talking about, I don't think we've seen a level of. Come the main event gate drop, the level of gamesmanship that he has and the ability to turn it on since McGrath. Like you can argue Carl Michael, but Carl Michael brought that intensity to every race and he was just he just hammered on it until he had a gap. And then Poto was kind of like that too, but the way Cooper Webb's able to just turn it on in the main and then just and put everybody in his in his rear views, I don't think we've seen that since Jeremy McGrath. Yeah. I mean you're probably right. Um I think Cooper just finally got comfortable. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's off the air shock now, and I think he's comfortable, and I think he, he's where he likes the bike well enough that he trusts it, and he knows he's strong at the end of the race. Yeah. And, and just the way he's been coming on strong. Even the races where he, he didn't win, he's tracking those guys down, and I just, I, again, I think he's like a shark. I think he's fueled by that. And I think we're going to see a few more wins from him, and just oh, yeah. he's going to keep chipping away. And Kenny's going to break at some point. You know, there's going to be a race where Cooper is all over him. Cooper doesn't break. Like Cooper doesn't 
you can be right behind him and he doesn't make a mistake. Yeah. It's like he doesn't e- even care that you're right behind him. But I don't know if Kenny would be the same all the way through. I think when Cooper keeps putting that pressure on week after week after week, yeah. it's going to get to Kenny and, at and some point. Cooper kind of has Roxon's number when it comes to those last couple of laps. And when he comes, I don't know. I think it's going to come down to a great title fight. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, um, I was thinking about this on the way over here. What's, what's y'all's favorite storyline so far this season? Hmm. Mine's 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 Barsha on the gas gas. Mine, if it wasn't for the freezy crash, Barsha is only twenty points back. Right. So, barring that, Bar- Barsha's been Barsha on the gas gas, winning the f- first race gas gas ever has done. He won. That's my been my favorite story. Man, I don't know. TJ, do you have one? I, I'm having, I'm trying to think about it right now. Uh, oh, oh, I got one. You got one. Yeah, Go ahead. It's not really a storyline. But Jason Anderson's getting better. Yeah, I like Jason that Jason Anderson's too. getting better. He seems to be the little bit of things I've seen where he, he'll do a, a podium speech or whatever. He seems to be excited again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he had a little injury that we just don't know about or if there was something going on. But he's getting better, and like maybe by the end he, he's a podium guy. you know, And maybe he's throwing it in there a few races. Like I don't think he's quite as fast as... as Kenny or Cooper on, at their best. Yeah. But he could definitely be a guy that gets in between and causes some problems. I think he's a good Daytona pick. I think I could see him, him or Zacco. I could see them. Man, Zacco. I could see them winning Daytona. Zacco is my biggest disappointment and not because, just because I'm bummed for the guy. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. I expected I mean, so much more. And he's had, like, at the beginning of the season, bad starts or crashes or whatever and think just weird things would happen. And he put himself in positions where he couldn't, he wasn't up front. But then some of these other races, he's just not, he's not at the same speed. Yeah. Like you just don't even see him sometimes. Yeah. After that, after that one where he was in second place catching Tomac and he wrecked, he just, he, yeah. It's, it just got in his head. And I don't think he's been able to clear it yet, unfortunately, because he's got, he's got the speed at times. I think the biggest storyline is just how deep that 450 class is. I mean, if you think about it, that 450 class is, I, I, we always hear about it, but when you have guys like Anderson who in the past or some of the top guys have a bad night, Barsha or whoever, yeah. and they're back up into the top five like every time. Right now you have some of the best in the world get a bad start, and unless you're like the guy who's going to win that night or you know whatever, you're going to end up in a fifth yeah. or sixth or seventh place. Um. All right, 250 West. Okay, man, with all the hype. And it did the same thing. A bunch of guys, and technically didn't. <laughs> half the field was out before an official start because we got an official restart. So yeah. um, that sucked. Uh, I mean, was it Styles Robertson jumped into J Mart, uh, which caused the, that the one? People that are saying, "Hey, guys, try to oh. both of you like you're moving around a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's going up and down okay, when, as you guys are moving." Yeah. Um, Styles, I mean, I, we don't really know. I haven't heard why J, if J Mart say why he rolled that double, uh, but like it, it's just a racing thing, right? It was nobody's fault. Styles right. obviously thought he was going to jump the double. It's so so freaking tight on that first lap. Nobody's fault. It sucks. Uh, but then we also had a Mart crash, which yeah. we didn't see the crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, heard Mathis's uh, telling of it. Like I think he over jumped a three or something and. 
I yeah, they all I heard was the review pod. See, and, I haven't had a chance to listen. And to that yet. on the review pod, they said he either over jumped a three or, or went for the four. Or went for a quad. Yeah, yeah, yeah and but that that's a big bummer. Obviously, it sounds like uh, Amart with a concussion probably will be back for Daytona. J Mart dislocated shoulder is all we've heard. Tentative, we don't know. Eh, you know, so, okay, is J Mart season over, TJ? Uh, the championship. I mean, the cha- like, oh yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah, the, the series in the two hundred and fifty is just too short. Have we ever so, had anybody ever win when there's other good competitors in the field that was a race down? No, not not in the two hundred and fifty. If, if J Mart comes back, what J, what did J Mart get? Like five points or something? I don't know. So basically, he's a race down. Yeah. If he comes back at Daytona, let's say he can ride through, get a fifth. Let's say he can get a fifth. Justin Cooper, maybe doesn't maybe he crashes out of a race. Gets, I mean, um, you see no way this thing can be tightened up by the end. Like there's, there's too. Oh, many I guys. mean, hold on, hold on. You can't. You can be. I can also be like if a plane crashes right in the middle of the <laughs> main event. You sure. know what I mean? Or takes them all out. Okay. But what I'm getting at, but, like it's possible. It's not. He's not done. Done just yet. I, I don't okay. Know. I'm, I'm does, does he have to, to come back? Why are you holding to, on to that? I don't know. I want well, to ask you this: does, does he have to win every race to do it? Absolutely. Probably, yeah. Can 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 he do that? No. No. I mean, okay, so Justin, is this J- Justin Cooper's championship then? To like, lose? are we locked in? Mm, to lose, yeah, I like what you're saying. Like, because we saw how the 250 stuff it went on the other coast, guys that, you know what I mean, the top guys out, as long as he stays in, I, I don't see how he can lose it. Yeah, I, I kind of think as long as he stays consistent and he's yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. going to get top three probably every week. He looks like he's made out of plastic. I mean, Wackers looked good. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, eh, well, we'll have to, he have to get a better start to see if he can run with Cooper. You know, lap after lap for yeah. the full uh, main. He did look good, but I do feel like Justin's now the hands-down favorite, barring any weird crap. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Um, McAdoo and the Medic. Scotty? Um, I didn't... I. I just I only saw it when when I watched the race. I haven't gone. I don't I don't really have a good enough visual to really break it down. It sounds like the the medic kind of should have been a little more patient, made it a little more because like the guys didn't know that it was red flagged, and I don't know. That's a bag of worms. That that's well, that's like, I don't the what I was going to say earlier is that the keyboard warriors about the Martin and the medic thing. It's just it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the keyboard warriors that are blasting uh, McAdoo at all either. They really didn't pay attention to what happened. Yeah, or they just really don't understand. For those racing? people, for that those for those keyboard out. warriors that have never rode, I will say when you're in a rut on a track, especially with the bolt corner, you it looks like it's they can just get out of the way. It's not that simple to right. just stop and get out of the way. Like if somebody runs in front of you, you like there's a lot going on in a matter of a second. You're yeah. making like five moves in your head within one second. So for those people that have never rode, like that is very difficult to do and can easily, easily happen. Yeah. So I, I rewatched it after the race was over one time before the press conference. And I thought, okay, I'm going like, I think I went 80, 20, like the medic AMA, whoever does the flags, 20% was McAdoo. I felt like the problem with Mac, when I first looked at it, I thought, okay, McAdoo's biggest problem was he must not have been looking ahead enough to see that guy. But 
the guy was it was like the the medic ran across the track barely. I mean, J- Cooper barely missed him, and then he tried the dart between the two. You know, and if Cooper had been looking ahead, yeah, if you're that, if you're McAdoo, I mean, are you, are you going? This guy's not going to jump in front of me. Like no yeah. way, right? Cooper just went by. I'm going to follow. You're probably thinking he's not going to do that, but there was. We saw on TV. We saw the red flags at the finish line, and then they jump. They switch camera angles and go to the race, and those guys, that whole section of uh, doubles, whatever, that rhythm section, whatever that was that they were going through, um, there was no red flag whatsoever. There was a red cross flag, and there was cautions, which means roll the jumps, race is still going on. Yeah. So Justin Cooper clears the medic, kind of goes around that berm, and he's like, all right, race is on. Well, McAdoo, as a racer, he's like, I got to get going too. Yeah. I'm about to clear and I'm about to go. And he was probably going through those rolling through a little faster than he should have been. But like he, he gassed it one time. Well, didn't they, didn't they put a tough block to force him to the outside? That was, yes. that was dumb. But the, yes, that was dumb. But the idea basically is they should have all rolled through, kept their position. Go ahead, TJ. <laughs> From a guy who has been on the, the floor at Supercrosses, I've shot photos at big races. I've done as cameraman for many years. Hundred percent was not the rider's fault because those guys. I don't. I can't do. I don't. 100%. I don't understand where that background has to tie with because me. because when you do that, you they, they tell you you it's your job not to run on the track. Yeah. That guy didn't even look. He no, just, that's why I he came an over the berm and went. I don't care. The, the dirt bike rider can't just instantly stop and turn. They, they, there's too much momentum, too no, much up there. It, if that medic would have stopped on the berm and just looked, I mean, it is not, it's not the car going down the street's fault that they ran over your kid chasing the ball. You know what I'm saying? If, if they the, were speeding. If they're going to speed limit, and he wasn't. He slowed down. He was around she the outside. <laughs> he's, trying look, he's trying to Every look at me. Every time you turn your head, it just drops off. I'm sorry, but... I'm just saying, like, as, as soon as he, I mean, when he came in there to, they they told him to go that way. He was going that way. He didn't go any faster than anybody else. It was 100% the medic's fault. Okay. I disagree, but that's that's fair. Um, all right, we got about five minutes before Jace Owen, so let's take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Jace Owen. We do have a giveaway. I have a fly pit shirt, button-down pit shirt over here. It's a medium it was one of the, uh, con- the, the I'm trying to think, a Spear Ranch. Our buddy at a Spear Ranch had won a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Jesus. What do you? <laughs> I don't know. You should look casual. at us. He had won a fly racing casual, oh, package. casual package. He had ordered the shirt. They double shipped it. So he sent the doubles to us. Awesome. So we have this shirt. We're going to give this thing away a little bit later. We'll come up with some little question or something to do on, on you, for our YouTube listeners. Uh, we'll give that away in a little bit, but we'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020... They are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many 
top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AcheroBeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Hit them up at Berm Lords on Instagram. Uh, and if you want to get a price or get anything done, graphics at bermlords.com. Check them out. They, uh, they do all my graphics. You know how great those are. Tonight, Berm Lords brings us from Club MX, FXR, Yamaha Racing Team, Mr. Jace Owen. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going good, man. It's finally uh, it's cool to finally get a chance to get you on the show. Um I think it shoot, it's probably a couple years ago I got your number and we just never have got connected. But uh your guy Mike Bonanot Bonassi, I hope I said his name right, um got with me and wanted me to get you on and uh, dude after last weekend, man, you you look good. Yeah, definitely. Uh pumped to be on the show. But um yeah, it, it's been good. It's been a long off season with uh, the Club MX guys and man, it's been good though. Like the the bike's so good and um, you know, I had high expectations and didn't quite, uh, didn't quite reach like my goals that I had, but still to, uh, to get the, get a top 10 at round one with how stacked like the West coast is, isn't, isn't bad. And, you know, I definitely had some positives to take away from it. Uh, my starts in the main event were great. And I think just, uh, get, getting that pace, learning it. And, you know, I think as the season goes, like I, I'll definitely improve. Yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of one of the vets at this point. I mean, look, what, 2019 Kicker Arena Cross champion, uh, you know, and, and with Phoenix Honda, of course. And, I mean, there's a big difference, right, going from Arena Cross to Supercross. There's some things that do translate, but there's some things that are quite a bit different. Um, well, you, you mentioned your goals. You didn't quite meet all your expectations. What what were some things that you fell short of? Uh, just the offseason that I've had and, and how much work I've put in. Um you know, I, I definitely feel like I could be a top five guy this year. Um, so that's kind of kind of where I'm at and, and what I'm shooting for and, and going to keep building on that. Um, you know, and, I, and I've got Garrett to ride with every day. And honestly, there's some days there's, you know, 15, 20 of us riding at club. Um, but, you know, I have three other teammates and 
Uh, it's great that I, I have Garrett to ride with, though, because I, I know how fast he's going, and, and he got on the podium this weekend. So uh, today, like, we, we did some motos and had some fun battles and stuff, so it's definitely been good. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see you not go and defend your arena cross title, and now I just looked at the results and saw that Peters is kind of running away with it. Um, did did that change come from, did you decide to do Supercross only and then the Club MX thing came or the Club MX thing came and then decided to go Supercross only? Uh, honestly, I feel like I'm kind of at, the, at that point in my, my life, like my career where, um, not that Arena Cross takes away from Supercross. I think that's definitely something that, you know, down the road, I'll still dip back in, but I haven't really ever put, uh, you know, I haven't really ever put like a full effort into Supercross and put all the training into it and, and the laps and the time. And I've always had like that main focus and go on arena cross and winning that and winning that. And I feel like I, it's kind of like, you know, I have something unturned that um, my results, I haven't gotten super cross that I feel like I can get. So the deal with Brandon came about at club MX and it was a great opportunity for me. Uh, the, the bike's great. The tracks are awesome. And he, he was kind of the same thing. We had talked originally about maybe doing arena cross as well prior to it but then we both kind of discussed and was like you know let's just put all put uh put everything into it and let's go supercross racing and see how see how we can do nice so you brought up being there with that team that team has a pretty good record from last year the guys that were on it had a a really good year does that like help confidence as you're going in i know it's not a a full-on factory but going in with what you can be considered a, a really good top level bike yeah, definitely. I knew that the bike um, was good with the, with the results that the guys were getting last year on it. And uh, before I even signed with Brandon, uh, I was living in North Carolina anyways, because the team that I was riding for prior uh, is based kind of in the same area. So I was already down here and I was riding at club anyways. And uh, I I got on the bike and I was like, man, this, this Yamaha really suits me and the power is, is really good. And not that I feel like that's like necessarily like the only thing I was lacking. Um, but I've always been a great starter. And when I did some supercross last year, like my starts weren't on par and things like that. And I felt like maybe it's just time for me to, um, you know, get on a different brand of bike, kind of hit the reset button and, you know, see, see where I'll, I'll shake out. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you qualified 26th. Is that right? <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, I did. What happened? I, I did qualify P twenty six. Yeah, I like the laugh. He just started laughing. <laughs> so tell, are are you yeah. just not uh, a qualifier type guy? Are you a racer, or did something happen that we didn't see? <laughs> no, if I'm being totally honest, I think I forgot how to ride my motorcycle. Okay, <laughs> at the beginning of the day, um, at club we've been riding like the, the super soft, rutted conditions, and we went to Orlando. The track was super hard packed, like as you guys have seen and um i was just honestly i was struggling so bad like we did free practice and i was actually okay i think i was like around 10th or something i was like that's not bad and right. went out for the first qualifying session and honestly man it was like i was like what am i doing and then i i came in and got ready for the second one and um i tried to make so many bike changes and after that i was like you know it's kind of on me like this is me let's go back to my original setting like we softened the clickers a couple couple clicks, but like all the other nonsense and craziness that was kind of going through my head that I was trying, I was like, you know, the, it's deep down, like I can figure it out and sort it sort it out. So lined up for the heat race, kind of cleared my head and 
Brandon had talked to me and kind of got me amped up and um, I got a decent start and ended up seventh in that. And then, you know, like for the main, my goal was, I was like, I told the guys, I was like, I'm going to get a whole shot. And uh, that's <laughs> about what I did. But yeah. then we had the red flag and then I backed it up with another great start. I think I came out around like fourth or something, but definitely didn't uh, just kind of focus on myself in that race. And I feel like I did leave quite a bit left on the table. Like I definitely tried out there. I gave it my all, but I think my mindset just wasn't, racing forward at that point in time for that main event looking back on it so um i know my starts are, are good they're they're on par now and um i'm really looking forward to these next races and, and getting more good starts and and learning that pace and focusing on you know if there is someone in front of me or whatever it is like focusing in front not behind me right on man yeah i like that attitude um your your team owner brandon haas he was on pulp last night uh, I've, I don't think I've ever had a chance to meet him, but he, he seems like uh, has a real passion for the sport. Uh, Steve even asked him, you know, like, what made you want to uh, get into racing like and lose money? Or maybe he said that. Maybe Brandon said it. But he's just, he clearly loves it, um, and he, he really has a um, soft spot in his heart for some of the riders such as yourself. And I think you mentioned in an article with maybe Kellen Brower that um, you have a past relationship. You've known him a long time. Talk about that relationship with Brandon and what kind of guy he is. Yeah, Brandon. Or yeah, Brandon is a is an awesome guy. Um, our relationship does go pretty far back. Kind of when club first started and um, <clears throat> Osborne's were involved with it. Kind of at the time, like they're the ones that actually owned had that had the tracks and stuff originally. Then Brandon came in and kind of took it over and. I was the complete owner of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was back in like 2011. I actually did a, uh, I, area qualifier. I was in the schoolboy class and it was in North Carolina and Brandon had approached me and was like, Hey, would you be interested in coming and checking club MX out? And that's when I was riding for Suzuki at that time. And, um, I was like, yeah, definitely. And I went there and I was just blown away at the facility and the tracks and everything. And he's like, well, how about this? How about you stay here and let's get ready for Loretta's. And I was like, yeah, I mean, at the time I was living in Illinois and, um, you know, kind of just doing my own thing. So I was like, yeah, definitely. And we uh, we had a lot of success. Uh, you know, we grinded it out and uh, ended up winning the schoolboy championship that year and kind of even opened up more doors for me. And um, then I stayed there for another couple of years and ended up kind of having to go out to California for a little while. But as soon as I could kind of get back to Club MX, that's where I went. And I felt like there was quite a few years where. Um, you know, I was kind of forgotten. I really struggled and that's kind of why I ended up dipping back into the arena cross was I found like, I kind of felt like that was a home where I found a, a place for me. And, um, I, I don't know, it, looking back, like everything is, has been really good and, um, I wouldn't really change it. Uh, I definitely am like looking forward to, to where I'm at now and the relationship that me and Brandon do have, um, it, it's cool that he's the team owner. And at the same time, he's also like my trainer and I can talk to him about the bike and yeah. everything. So like that, that's kind of different compared to like most teams and, and we have the track right there and we can test and we can do everything. Like it, it's pretty awesome what we do have there. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you made the switch from a Honda to a Yamaha and those, those bikes visually just look like they ride completely different. Um, what was kind of some of the things that, that felt different when I know obviously everybody talks about the power on the Yamahas, but what were some of the other things that you felt 
switching bikes and what did you like and you know just kind of talk about the transition to the yamaha yeah the transition was, was really easy for me actually um the, the honda is a good bike too um it's more it was just it what didn't have quite the power that the yamaha does like the honda was was um it, it was like a comfy bike but then i got on the yamaha and at first looking at it everyone's kind of like you know the yamahas are are bigger bikes and, and i'm a smaller guy so um i was like well am i gonna feel small on it like is the bike gonna feel wide what, what's the deal but when i got on it i actually felt felt at home right right away um the handling on it was really good the cornering everything felt good uh one strong point like for me was the whoops soon as i got on it the the whoops with the power just made it that much easier like i, I never felt like I, I would run out so i could get right across those easier um I don't know. And another, like I said, the big thing is it is the power, the bottom end, the mid, even the top. Um, it's a great, it really is a great bike. TJ. Yeah. We have a, a question on here. Jake Curry wanted to know about, asked us about the bike too, which you covered that, but has there been any changes to your program this year as you like are part of this team? Is there anything that you're gaining being with them? Well, so I actually was already like, when I was riding for Phoenix, uh, last year, I still was training at club MX. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the things were, were, are very similar now. Um, I would say the only thing difference is it is more like hands-on for me with, uh, on the bike training, like as well as off the bike training, I would say. Um, I, I kind of did my own thing off the bike training last year where this year it's, uh, kind of like structure. It's a lot more structured for us club MX guys. Um, full on Brandon's in there in the gym with us most of the days uh watching us and pushing us to keep pushing ourselves and and get better and better and then um on the bike stuff though it's pretty much the same and that's one great thing about Club MX and Brandon he even like all the all the guys that are there training with us you know he he gives great advice to them just as he does us. And, um, you know, even, even if you're not on the team, he, he's going to put a hundred percent effort in, um, if you're at club and max and training there. So, so it's pretty cool to see that he does that. So being part of the team, I guess you get a discount now for all your fees out there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, guess you might get a little bit of a discount, <laughs> but he, he, he's like a hawk. The eyes are always on you and yep. you gotta, gotta keep pushing it. Cause there's a lot of guys there that would love to be in my position. Go ahead, Scotty. Um, yeah, so, you know, now that you're becoming kind of a vet, you know, it's important to not get burned out and to have something to kind of do to get away from moto. Like, what's your what, what's your biggest, uh, your pastime, or when you're not riding, what do, what do you kind of focus on? What else What else interests you? do you like? Yeah, so, actually, um, I don't know. I, I It is kind of like training, but I do enjoy mountain biking quite a bit. Like, a group of us, a lot of times, go mountain biking, and um have fun i do enjoy golfing i'm not <laughs> i'm not very good at it but it's something <laughs> I, play that, today. That I do enjoy <laughs> i go fairway to fairway not hitting in the right fairway i'm hitting <laughs> in the wrong one <laughs> that's how i ride moto fairways <laughs> fairway to fairway <laughs> lane to lane <laughs> fairway to fairway. yeah that's right um now i just i don't know I, I enjoy kind of just hanging out and uh like like golfing is is fun it's something that I, I don't do enough of, but I definitely do enjoy it. Um, when I go home in Illinois at my parents, like they have some land and I love like shooting trap, shooting guns and stuff. That's actually 
super fun or shooting targets and stuff. Kind yeah, of that. yeah, that's expensive um, right now. I was geez. so we're moving, yeah. <laughs> and I was digging out of stuff, and and I've got my my clay. I have a clay chunker. And it's got yeah. dust on it. And I'm like, I'm so sad because we love shooting clay. We shoot clay all the time. And I can't, yeah. I literally cannot afford it right now and can't even get shells. And ammo's crazy. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's hard to get ammo. You can't even find anything you're yeah. looking for right now. <laughs> hey, I want to mention this is on me, TJ. Um, we, on our YouTube channel, the picture that we put up that we thought, that you thought of Jace. Yeah. Actually it was Brandon Haas. So that's on me. <laughs> I gave you the wrong picture. So I he apologize. Wrong so if oh, anybody on YouTube's watching this, I screwed up. Well, I, I saw that picture and I looked at it. And I'm like, yeah, you did say like, he looks older. I than was like, he looks Jace. a lot different and oh, older now or something. I just glanced at it. I apologize. That's on me. But, um, Hey, so I wanted to ask you about, uh, if you have any filthy Phil stories, any filthy Phil stories, <laughs> Um, no, nah, he, he, he's a good dude. Um, he, uh, it's cool that he went up to Canada yeah. and, uh, you know, has had a lot of success up there. Um, not, not really sure kind of what his plan is this year, but, um, he's racing it's outdoors, been cool that, outdoors from, uh, motos, motorsports back in him, I think. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, but it's been cool. He's actually, uh, during this time, like, he has went out to club a little bit and uh, helped us on on Supercross and stuff, and kind of dipped in there here and that like every now and again and helped out. Um, but yeah, even way back when I was at club, like I remember being, you know, I was pretty young and kind of a punk kid, and he would <laughs> he would always give me a pretty hard time back then. Hell yeah, yeah, he's yeah. funny man. He's I don't know, like he's got there's some a lot of stories of him living out there, and like I think actually Brandon told one last night on Pulp that. He's really known. Phil's known as being really, really cheap. So I guess the old sheds were like ten by fifteen, and he wouldn't turn the overhead light on. He would wear like a headband with a light to work on his bike to save electricity. <laughs> so that was funny. That was the one that Brandon told. It sounds like our our wouldn't, producer wouldn't TJ. The batter, I was thinking about that. Wouldn't the batteries be more expensive than running know. the <laughs> fluorescent lights? I don't know. But anyway, you got something from YouTube, TJ? Yeah, yeah. We have a, a Greg D. Was I? I just bringing this up. He say he made a comment about how he found out about Jace from a video on Facebook of Jace hitting a, a monster quad at a local track, a track in Brayton, Illinois. Yeah, actually, uh, in Byron, Illinois. Byron, okay, uh, yeah, not Byron, Byron. Yeah, Byron. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was a double double, and uh, I remember I was riding there on a four fifty, and uh, you like kind of come down a hill, and it was like it was like an uphill double double, and. I was like, man, I think I, I saw can. That. I think I can get this. I think I can get it, and uh, I didn't feel like the consequences were like too bad if I cased it, just because it was like <laughs> kind of flat up top. And I was like, man, if I had it wide open, I think I got it. And yeah, it was fourth gear wide open on a four fifty. It was, it was definitely a booter. It's, it's so booter. crazy because like just the way people's minds work differently, right? Like I, I just like no way. I don't see it. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. just no man. Like I, I, oh, it's just impressive when you have somebody with some real talent. These guys that are really good riders, and you see them jump stuff that you're thinking, no, yeah, it's just uh, it's mind boggling. I, I love it. So, also, you're talking, well, that that was an outdoor track, and that brings me to a question: Does this team run the outdoors? Yeah, so uh, I, the Club MX team is going to be going uh, outdoor racing this year with um, Garrett and Joey, a hundred percent. And uh, I think for me right now, kind of like our, I've been an in, indoor guy for a lot of years, and the last year I did outdoors was. Uh, 
I believe it was 2015. Uh, it's kind of like just as a privateer, like my own effort. And mm-hmm. I actually have had like some pretty good results outdoors. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to doing it, but right now we kind of, we like personally for me, we've, we've just been focusing on uh supercross and we're only one race into that. So kind of, yeah. you know, finish the season out and see, sure. uh, see how it goes. And then, um, you know, may, maybe even for me, like maybe do the outdoors or maybe do some select rounds or something. Um, but yeah, right now just fully, uh, focusing on supercross and, and maybe, maybe do some outdoor racing this year though. That'd be cool. No, we've, we've talked a little bit about the club MX track and you said that you were like blown away the first time that you went there. Like when you, there's obviously other complexes and other nice tracks all over the world, but when you see that one, especially when you see it on Instagram, that there's something like I've never been there obviously, but when you see it, it just looks visually different, like a video game. Like what is it that can you explain like what makes that track like just so sick? Like I, it just seems like it's a video game to me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you said that. It kind of is. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time on the uh, on the outdoor tracks, but like back when I did ride it, I just remember. Yeah, it <clears throat> it doesn't have like a lot of elevation and stuff, but there's like man made elevation. You know what I mean? Like so, there's there's such big mounds of dirt. Like there's a like right now that they have a massive step up there that is just like I can't even imagine how many loads of dirt like you look at it and it's just like it looks like a mountain <laughs> on a track but the the jumps and the obstacles and for training just how how rough that track gets um that that was like big i remember when i first went there of how rough it was and, and also just the guys to ride with and stuff um you know like if you are looking to get better <clears throat> it's like a race every day it's even that way on supercross for us um with sometimes if there is 15 20 of us out there riding and uh we're, we're all pushing to be the best that, that we can but it's like a race every single day so some days you feel awesome and it's like man i feel like i conquered it and you could be off that just that little bit and uh you're like man today was a rough day today was a real rough day yeah geez mike mike just texted me and said that club has 10 tracks and a woods loop that's what makes it great so <laughs> Uh, yeah, trying to get we're yeah. trying to get an invite. I just said, yeah, we need well, the show needs to come on over. So That's right. We're trying to we're trying to get an invite. He's he's actually responding as we sit here, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Jay, so um, you talked about riding with March Banks a little bit, and then uh, we've got your teammate Dominic Thury coming on up after you, uh, and then of course uh, Joey Crown, correct? So what's it like riding with those guys? Do you do you guys ride a lot together, or is it just sort of hit and miss, or? And what have you learned from riding with those guys that maybe, you know, you're all very talented, but you probably all have your own little techniques. What, what have you taken away? Yeah, we definitely are uh, like all different people and all, yeah. all different riding styles, but we can watch, you know, for me at least personally, like I can kind of watch each guy and, uh, and learn from like Joey's, he's a smaller guy like myself, but he's super smooth and rides, you know, pretty effort effortlessly and yeah. has a has a lot of like roll speed in his corners and Garrett um is just super aggressive like he's that high intensity like really gets after it rider and uh Nick is pretty cool that he came over here from from Germany and joined us and actually I I've done quite a bit of a uh, supercross racing like over in Germany throughout the years and so I like actually knew him before he came over here to ride for the team cuz oh, cool. me and him yeah yeah cuz me and him have raced uh in the past for quite a few years so it's awesome to have 
a good group of guys and teammates that you all get, like we all get along really well. Uh, I feel like, you know, the dynamic duo of us is, is really good. And <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> sometimes on teams, like, you know what I mean? It, it's not that good. And sure. there are guys that, that aren't talking and not helping each other. Star out. Yamaha. Star Yamaha right now. I think there's some guys not talking. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. So I'm sure if it came down to it, you know, like, we're really good at, at leaving everything on the track and coming back and uh, and talking about things. But no, it it is awesome. It's cool to have teammates that you get along with and and you enjoy riding with that you can trust. And it's like, man, he's right behind me, but I know he's not just going to blow me off the track. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I love it, man. I I am really um, excited about your team, man. Uh, you with just after talking to you and you know texting with Mike a little bit and seeing what Garrett did and. Man, I mean, Garrett won Daytona last year, right? We're coming back up. He 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 feels he didn't really say this so much, but I feel like he he's looking for some redemption. I, I asked him in the press conference how it felt, you know, taking a, a hamburger off the track, taking him down, you know, a little bit of redemption. Which he he said, nah, you know, he didn't mean to take him down, but I don't know, dude. I can see Garrett coming out completely fired up at Daytona, getting another podium. Um, it, it looks really good for your team. You know, hopefully this next at Daytona, all four of you guys qualify for the main event. That'd be awesome. But, uh, Jace, man, it's really been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, we will see you in D- Dallas. We'll be there for that race, but it's been awesome getting a chance to finally get you on the show and really look forward to seeing you, you know, maybe make a couple more steps up the, the, towards the podium this week or in two weeks. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. I'm really looking forward to Daytona and it's awesome at club that they're, um, they're going to build some stuff on the track that will be great for us and kind of get us tapered and ready, ready for Daytona. So definitely looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I, I think that the club and Mex team is making a pretty big impact this year already with Garrett getting on the podium and yes. he won Daytona last year. So I, I kind of know where I belong to and um, we're definitely looking forward to it. Awesome. And Hey, real quick, last question. Does, does the team have a, a goggle deal? Yes, uh, they do. We do have a goggle deal. We're a hundred percent goggle. Okay. That's what I thought. But formerly you rode for X brand at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I ran uh, X brand, I think for a couple of years in, in arena cross. That's what I was thinking. I think when it was the old AMA arena cross, right? Yeah. When it was yeah. the Amsoil stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were leading. Like I remember, was that like 16 or 17? You were leading for a few, like early in the season, I think. Yeah, in 17, actually. That's what it was. That, that was a really good year for me, though. I did win uh, 17 main events that year. Yeah. And uh, I had, like, a 42-point lead, and, and that's when they did the points reset. And uh, we had, like, a bike malfunction. I lost a lot of points. But that's right. Now, that yep. year overall for me was, was really good. We won a lot of races. And, um, you know, I ended up coming up short, got second in the championship. But yeah. hey, you win some, you lose yeah, some. Yeah, I just remember I, I, was an ex, I became an ex-brand rep. Maybe in fifteen or sixteen, but out here in Texas for Rich, so I was kind of paying attention to you, watching you. But I mean, I, I love Cass Lou and hundred percent, hundred percent's a great company. Charles is an awesome guy, so that's cool. But hey, we got one more question from YouTube. Go ahead, TJ. Yeah, we have a question from YouTube, and I'm gonna use this information also. I have a, we have someone asking since y'all are making y'all's track a little closer to what Daytona is going to be. What kind of how good do you think you're going to be for fantasy coming up at Daytona? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, putting the pressure on me. Yeah. No, I think I think I'll do good. I- I've always liked Daytona in the past. Um, I've had some some decent results there, and um, I- I've definitely put more work in this year than I have. I'm on a good bike. I know I can get hole shots and and run up there. So I think 
I think that it won't be a bad pick. Let's put it that way. It won't be a bad pick. Okay, well, if qualifying goes like this last one does, <laughs> but you still feel good, please put it out. Like, like text us. No, no, yeah, don't text, right, text it out there openly. Just, yeah, yeah. Because nah, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. Qualifying will never go like that. Dude, I took Dominic. <laughs> never go. I took Dominic, Dominic this last weekend, and that bit me in the end. But uh, I'm not going to no. tell him that. So. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. just keep that hush. Yeah. Guys. Jace, thanks, man. You have a good night, and we'll see you in Dallas, buddy. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on. Yes, sir. We'll see you soon. Yeah. That was fun, dude. Jace is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate Jace coming on. Thanks to Mike. Uh, but, Mike, if I'm saying your name wrong, just text me and let me know. But I believe it's Mike Benassi. Uh, I believe his, he's team manager. I don't know what his official title is, but we've had Mike on in the past. And Mike has hooked us up with these two contacts tonight. So, um, again, if I'm butchering your name, I, I apologize. But um, let's take another commercial break, and we'll be back with Dominic Thury. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom-painted helmets tricked out, and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, Extreme Colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998, and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you, too, can have a custom-painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. What's up, boys and girls? We're back with our next guest of the night, brought to you by Torque One Racing, which is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, and much more. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And when you order at Torque One Racing, let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Torque One Racing brings us all the way. Well, he's in America, but he's German-born, Mr. Dominic Thury. What's up, dude? How are you? Very, very good. Just so you know, and this is like you won't be impressed at all, I took two years of German in high school, 
The only thing I can remember how to do is count to 10, but, <laughs> but I can't do that. So, um, dude, man, I want to hear your backstory. Um, Brandon was on Pulp Mix last night and mentioned it a little bit. Justin Brayton was on Race Day Live Saturday and mentioned a little bit. But I keep hearing how you basically gave up everything to leave Germany and take a chance and come to America, and I would love to hear that story a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, how it was. I mean, uh, obviously, we all um, had had uh, to to handle a little bit with COVID, so uh, Germany was locked down, and last year we had uh, only two races, and that was outdoors, and I'm more the Supercross guy, and uh, we didn't have any Supercross races in all Europe. So I was like, man, what should I do? I mean, uh, either calling it uh, a career and uh, stopping or just, uh, yeah, going all in and um, go to America. And that was my that was my big dream from, I don't know, from a little kid, from being a little kid. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was tough to to say goodbye to a comfortable life um i mean i had great sponsors and had a nice little apartment but yeah i said okay uh let's do this so uh i sold everything i had and um took two bags with me and uh, put my dog on top and uh, (laughs) yeah yeah and uh, then i flew to america and uh, i'm living here since october so when you sold everything and decided to come over, did you have any idea where you were going to stay? Any idea what you were going to ride? Any idea who was going to help you? Or was it just, I, you know, I'm, I'm take, <laughs> taking my dreams in my bag and I'm going to make it work, you know? No, I, I talked to Brandon, uh, to, to the club that makes team owner. Yes. Uh, a little bit in the summer. Well, actually, I was here in December in 2019 at club and... I was blown away. It's like a paradise uh, for every motocross rider. You have so many tracks. We have four supercross tracks and uh, I believe five five motocross tracks. And now a woods loop too. But uh, yeah, that, that was not a reason to come over. It was just like uh, being here, riding uh, with all the top guys. And um, actually, I got along really good with Brandon. I was really blown away by how he trains with with the riders and also talking about some mental sides especially on on a training day and that was new for me and uh yeah i was blown away so i wanted to come back actually to ride 450s as a privateer in 2020 then i got hurt and at the last race in germany that sidelined me sidelined me for a couple of months okay and uh, yeah and then yeah COVID came around and then i talked to brandon and yeah uh it was it was kind of a, like i knew that i had a bike here but whenever i came here uh brandon was still i don't know he was not at club at that moment and uh people from from club, obviously, they asked me what I what I was writing now, and I'm like, uh, actually, actually, 
a Yamaha, but yeah, that was like the first two days that got me a little bit uh, shocked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, then then I got a bike and uh, had to start with a 450 because no 250s were available at that moment. Uh, luckily, ATVs and more hooked us up uh, anytime uh, shortly after it. So yeah, and then I was on a 250 and yeah. Uh, then we had a really, really good off season. Yeah, that's it, it. Always impresses me when somebody like yourself, uh, you know, bets on themselves, like you selling everything to live your dream. That's that's a scary thing, and I don't think I'm wired like that. I, I play it way too safe, so it, I'm always very, very impressed when somebody's willing to do that, it, take that chance. Not only like I, I mean, I've talked about. Uh, or my buddies have talked about me like, oh, you, you should move to California and try to do something else for a living other than what I do. And I'm scared to do that. I mean, you changed countries. That's impressive. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same guy. I don't like to take big risks. Uh, but with with COVID and everything, I didn't even know if I would be able to come over to America. Right. But I started to sell stuff and um uh, canceled my phone contract and uh, canceled my rent for a, like my contract for the apartment and I was like I hope that works out uh, because <laughs> it's awesome. I applied, yeah, I applied for an athlete visa back in May and didn't hear anything about it uh, until September. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I was just like hoping that that it works out and luckily it did and uh, yeah and then. I went to the embassy uh, end of, you know, in the middle of September, and they told me, yeah, you get the visa, but um, uh, with the exception to leave the or enter the country, so enter the states uh, within the next thirty days. And I was like, okay, now I really have to hurry up. <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah, so it was it was pretty like the last weeks were pretty busy because I didn't know if the country in Germany locks down again like they did in, in March and April. So I was like, better go earlier than than wait uh, one or two days too long. So, uh, yeah, I I guess I just, it took me 21 days, I believe. And then I said goodbye to my family. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's awesome. And, it's a good story. Yeah, here I am. Yeah, I just wanted you to kind of compare the the German Supercross scene to the U.S. Supercross scene. Obviously, it's different. And then just kind of take us through, you know, you mentioned this was a dream to race here. Just kind of take us through the first time, like, you went through the the tunnel and just saw the track and, like, your first track walk and just kind of how how that felt and all that. No track walks anymore. They don't? (laughs) don't? Um, Mm -mm. No, they they do it. They just, they walk around in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Track okay, cool. well, the first time that you yeah. saw a U.S. Supercross track. <laughs> um, yeah, so German Supercross is more arena cross, like really tight arena cross. Um, so it's it's a big difference uh, compared to here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was trying to to calm myself down a little bit before the race weekend. Yeah. And actually, I did, I did a really good job. And um but then once once I went up uh, and saw saw the track, it it kind of hit me uh, a little bit. 
um, then I got nervous. Uh, I don't even know why the track seems seemed just like hard and and really peaked out, which wasn't even that big of a deal um, when I wrote it. But when I watched it, it, it looked it scared me a little bit. Oh, not scared, <laughs> but I I definitely had made you nervous. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and it was like. Uh, I talked to my mechanic on the way back um, from from Orlando to to club. It's like it was just so much uh, emotional impressions that I had over that whole weekend that I I had to deal with that I didn't even recognize. Mm, uh, so yeah, because that that was a, a world that I only know that I only know from TV. I mean, it was basically my Sunday morning to wake up and watch the races and see all the stars and uh, see all the riders and the tracks and uh, like study the tracks or what the riders did here and there. And now I'm kind of one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It was like, I, I finally realized that on race day, which is maybe not the best timing to realize that, but um, yeah, it was. It's definitely good to to get that one out of the way, and um, yeah, uh, it it definitely got me on a heat race or in a heat race. Sorry for all the fantasy guys that picked me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was um, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I heard people. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, Don't be sorry. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. It was. I was actually really solid the whole day. Like I said, I felt good and I felt like I belonged there. And and then I wasn't I wasn't 100 focused on on myself and riding in the heat race. Especially I remember uh, going over the finish line, looking at the big pole, and it says like one minute 27 seconds. I was like, hey, that's maximum four laps left, and then you are in the main. And fuck, then I'm in the main and. Uh, yeah, whenever I had that part, I went completely backwards. Right, yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. Hey, man, but I, I really, I, I think it's cool that you're admitting that it was a little overwhelming, right? It was something new. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think anybody that's real, anybody that would would admit to themselves that if I had to line up against some of those guys for the first time, especially come from another country, it would be a little bit awe-inspiring and a little bit nerves, uh, have a lot of nerves. So I think it's... um. I think it's it could be understood that you had those feelings, and now that they're you're done with you did the first one, so come Daytona you'll be more prepared, and it, and I think you'll be more comfortable. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing I really noticed that that was really surprising um, whenever we went back home on on Sunday, I felt so relieved when I went to bed because <laughs> um, I don't know what it was, but I slept like the whole week before like so super bad oh yeah but it was weird because uh consciously i was like not nervous i was i knew that i did all my work and that i had an awesome bike and like the whole team is fitting perfectly together it was all set up and i was like okay i'm ready but i guess subconsciously i was like there's something big right now that's happening and yeah, whenever I went home Sunday, I was like, okay, I got the one out of the way. Maybe not the, the way I wanted it, but it's out of the way, and it 
I felt so much lighter and I slept like a baby that Sunday night. I love it. I love that you're telling us this. That's awesome. TJ, what you got, man? So we got some questions from our YouTube uh, chat room. Uh, Garrett Rockley wants to know about like some of the hardest adjustments you've had coming here to the States and like, like, and how's the food versus the food at home? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, food was basically the biggest adjustment or that like the biggest difference to be honest um i mean i got used to it now and it's 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 not bad at all especially when you get uh, dinner by mike <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um no but uh it was it was a big difference um because we know other stuff and i know most of the american doesn't like the German food or just the European food. And uh, another big difference was uh, obviously getting back to a 250. Um, I rode on a 450 for the last five years. Oh, wow. So it took me longer than I than I thought it would take me. Um, but it was, yeah, it, uh, it was quite... Like I believe three weeks when I was really feeling comfortable on it, and um, one other big thing are the tracks. Like I said, Germany or Europe in general are like really, really tight arena cross tracks, and coming here, it's like having a German motocross track with supercross obstacles in it. So that was that was another big difference. Different, but. Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, um, I, I, said it, uh, I said it the other day to the team that I had a phone call with my mom and I said, I'm driving home right now. And I really, I didn't, I, I really uh, meant it because I really feel home here oh, with, nice. uh, with the whole team and um, living, living at the, at the facility. It's like, it's so much easier. I mean, yeah, you have to be careful sometimes to get away just whenever the time is right yeah but uh just having everything here having a gym here and training with with my teammates together and um after after riding i uh i do the bike work and then i just basically walk to my cabin and just uh and enjoy the, the afternoon or evening it's uh yeah I, I really like it and I really enjoy it, especially with all the people around me. And we have another question, which I think you've already kind of answered it, but you said you called your mom back in, in Germany, but Zach C wants to know, was there any family or anybody come with you or is this like you alone coming over here? No. Um, uh, unfortunately with uh, COVID being still around, there is uh, nobody allowed to, gotcha. to enter the States and, my dad and I guess my mom too, they would love to come over. Um, or especially I, I would, uh, I would have flew flown back to, uh, Germany over Christmas. I believe right. that's what I, what I was planning on, but it's, it's not happening, but it, it is what it is. And like I said, I, I feel home here and, um, luckily we, we are living in 21st century. So we have FaceTime and, Yes, I sir. even FaceTimed uh, with my uh, great grandma, so that, oh. that's cool. And um, also with my brother, I I'm more in touch now with him than than I used to be. So it's it's not just negative. That's yeah, that's great, man. It's a great story. I love it. 
Yeah, I, I was so kind of off of that. I was kind of wondering if either Ken Roxon reached out to you or you reached out to him when you came over. What do you think? All Germans just know. Well, it's, come yes. on, dude. I mean, <laughs> okay. their whole country is smaller than they're Texas. Like, they're the only two Germans. <laughs> just joking. I'm joking, okay. man. Just, <laughs> calm they're down. The only, they're, they're like, unless I'm mistaken, they're the only two German guys doing Supercross. In America? In no, America. they're doing Supercross right now. You would you would think that he would like he's been here. You're an idiot, Kenny, Scotty. Kenny's obviously been cultured to the U.S. Yeah, now. Yeah, I'm teasing. Would has he reached out to you, or have you reached out to him to kind of you know just like welcome matter or anything Go get like some that? Get some bratwurst together. Yeah, I mean, don't listen to him. Uh, it's a dark beer. Don't listen to him. Sorry, it's man. Actually, it's actually a good question. Um, oh come on, thank man! You. Thank you. I like this guy. Oh, no, I like no, it. that that yeah. Um, I don't even remember who got um who got the first message out but uh i i respect his privacy and i like i haven't seen him in a while so i didn't want to text him right away like hey i'm i'm in america and he actually helped me with the visa uh getting that done and um after that i, I don't even know how we got back in touch uh obviously KB is training here and becoming a really close friend to me. Uh, and uh, he invited me over for, for a Christmas dinner. So that was a thing I really, really appreciated and uh, had an awesome time with him. And then he went to California and uh, trained with uh, Kenny. And they kind of talked about me. And uh, I, I believe that Kenny's... Or, or I just commented on a story of him and then we got in got in touch again and uh yeah so but yeah we we don't uh we we lived like 90 minutes away from each other so we we raised our whole basically childhood together oh, wow. until until 85 yeah and then he went up to riding European championship and then obviously world championship and I um I started off with European Championship when he was already in World Championship, so we we kind of parted ways there a little bit and didn't see each other anymore. And then, yeah, and then he went to America. Yeah, well, talking about, like, German people that you're around and, and knowing who was, like, your... Garrett Rockley wants to know who your biggest influence, like, motorsport hero in Germany was, any kind of sports or whatever. Um, huh. For... For myself, or yes, for you, yeah. So it's fine. It's uh, I always look to America, and uh, it was it was basically my childhood was always Chad Reed. Uh, I was a big Chad Reed fan and liked his style, and maybe also the way that he was actually doing the same that I did now, just. He was a, a lot younger than me, right? And uh, yeah, so I I always looked up to him, and yeah, then I got I, w I would say uh, older, and then I'm I'm just basically studying all the other writers instead of having one idol or uh, one guy to look up. Yeah, that's smart, man. And you mentioned Justin Brayton a little while ago, and he is a great, great dude. <laughs> I got to know him a little bit earlier this year when we went up to his home race that he uh, he did a little race up there and him and uh, have you had a chance chance to meet his mechanic Duffy? Uh, yeah, we we hang out a lot. He's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, he is he is a really 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 cool guy and um, 
he's uh, basically my dog's best friend. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm scared that my dog likes him more than uh, my dog likes me. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. <laughs> yes. Well, JB was uh, he he had he was on race day live while you were doing qualifying. You got a lot of TV time. I don't know if you went back and checked it out, and he had a lot yeah. of nice things to say about you. Yeah, I, I checked it last night, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, it was qualifying one, and I texted <laughs> him, and I said, thanks for finding so many kind words, uh, especially when I rode like crap, because <laughs> Q1 was not good at all, and uh, also my, t- uh, my uh, team boss, uh, Brandon, he said, like, you never wrote before. Like, you know, like, I was like, yeah, I know. I will I will make it better in the second qualifying. So the nerves are going to be out for this next week, uh, or I guess in a week and a half weeks, now, yeah, until yeah, we get to uh, Daytona. Are you going to be a good pick for fantasy this time? I'm ask him that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, a better pick than, than I was. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's good to get all the jitters out of the way and get the first race done. And I'm really looking forward to Daytona because, um, we have a Sandier Supercross track and that's my most favorite track here at club. Oh, so. I didn't think about the Germans. Nice, right? yeah. good. Man, I should have waited. You should have waited. I'm going to pick him. Hey, you're, I'm going to pick you this week and dark is going to cry the whole week, the whole weekend because he can't. <laughs> Dude, Dominic, like I know like deep down you really don't care about fantasy, but my fantasy team this week was the worst one I've ever picked, honestly. Like I had like I had a whole bunch of guys get me no points. I had Alex Martin on my team. I had uh You had a terrible team. I had Styles Robertson who landed on Jay Martin, yep. had no front fender. I had Oldenburg who didn't make the main event. Yeah, it was it's just a not I know yeah, you don't care. Do, do you keep up with it at all? Sounds like a solid deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm really bad at it. I was really interested in uh, a couple of years ago, but every time I do my picks or I just uh, bet with somebody about something, I, I always kind of suck. So <laughs> I I never really got into it because, yeah. Well, it was... Adam Cincerillo talked about a couple of years back, he was playing while he was racing and he yeah. was like, Going by somebody who was laying on the side of the track as he's in the middle of the race, going, That dude's on my team. I think he's, he was saying like he, the guy in front of him was on his team and he didn't want to pass yeah, him. That one too. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to decide if he should pass him or not because it would hurt his team. Yeah. Um, well, Dominic, man, um, dude, awesome, awesome. The chance to talk to you. Uh, as I told Jace earlier, we will be at the Dallas races. We're a Texas based show. So we'll be in cool. Dallas. So I, I hopefully. I know the rules are really strict at the stadium, but hopefully we'll get a chance to come by and say hi from a distance. Uh, and, yeah. But, hey, Scotty's got one more question before uh, we let you go. We, I'm sorry. We we talked we briefly talked about your dog for a second. So we had we have another segment that we talk about some non-moto stuff, and we, oh, had a, we had an animal segment, and they, they both think that they're both insane and think it's weird to have the dog in the house. And my dog sleeps, sleeps in the bed with me. You don't leave your dog outside the cabin, obviously. Do you, does the dog stay in the house with you? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, some or with Duffy. Some, not, yeah, or stuff. No, uh, some people said to me, "Hey, it's it's a dog. It's not your kid." And I said, "No, it's basically Thank my you. kid." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just I'm insane. not an animal person, really. I, yeah. I, 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 I I'll have a big. I'll admit something big here on the show that my fiance recently got a bunny with the kids, 
and I kind of like it. I won't tell her that. Do you like hold it like like Doctor Evil? I, I will pet it, but I will not pet it when she's around to see it. Oh, <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I don't want her to know that I kind of oh, like come it. Come on. But uh, anyway, uh, Dominic, dude, it's been a real pleasure to get a chance to talk to you again. I hope we get to meet you in Dallas. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to see you continue to improve as you you know you're overcoming all these challenges that you talked about. You know, no family, moving. Uh, being nervous about these guys that you're lined up, all the things that you talked about, you're going to overcome that. It's going to get better, uh, and and I really look forward to watching it, man. Yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, dude. Dominic, you have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye, man. Dude, okay, here's what I want to say. This is what I was thinking while he was on, and I was thinking back to the Jace Owens interview. A lot of times when I set this show up each week, I go, I got to have a big name. I got to have a big name because that's what the listeners want to hear. Yeah. Those two stories better. were better than almost anybody. Any robot answer we you get had Because those guys are always on shows. Same stuff, usually over and over. That was fantastic, and I really appreciate Mike reaching out. Yes. Um, this has been one of my favorite shows so far. Like, I, and, and I actually thought about that when Jace was up. People were commenting how good his interview was. Yes. And I'm like, even if you had Tomac on, you're going to get the same robot answers. You're going to get the, For the same most stuff. Part, yeah. There's a few guys that are out there a little more that'll joke around as they get to know you or whatnot. But, but those guys, they kind of they they make our industry and getting to know them. I mean, I'm going to pay more attention to him racing this time, even without fantasy well, stuff. I absolutely did because I knew he was coming on. I was paying attention to him during the the race day live qualifiers. Yeah, while Justin was talking about him. I was watching him, and he's kind of right. He didn't look great in that first heat yeah. or first qualifier, but I already I picked him. I put him on my team anyway. And I took him off a couple times, put him back a couple times. Yeah, but I was absolutely paying attention to him, and I was like, okay, this guy I can tell has some skills. He's going to be good. It didn't go as planned, obviously Saturday night, but you could tell it's there. Yeah, like it. But I I paid attention because Mike reached out and gave us this info, and. I knew he's coming on the show, and now I'll be paying attention, like you say, every week. Exactly. Yeah, he's definitely he's my favorite German rider, bar none. Ooh, yep. boom! Really? Yeah. Hot take. I don't have anything against Kenny, but he's just not one of my favorites. Yeah. But but now, yeah, the, but Dominic I can see that. Yeah, now, Dominic is. is yeah. Awesome. The, the club and mix guys, they, they they do they go through a uh, a interview boot camp because they were both just spot True, on, right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. We need to get Joey Crown on, and we'll we'll see because yeah, we had, see, go we had Garrett on a few weeks yeah. ago. And, well, we just get them the those guys that just send us more of their riders, even their am- up and coming amateurs and whatnot. Yeah, maybe we could send our logo to Mike, and they would just sneak onto the bikes. Yeah, we we could be the yeah brought to you by <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but 14 I like it. I like it. All right. Um, give me a discount. Let's take a quick commercial break and we will come back with the blood lubricants crossroad segment and wrap this thing up. Awesome. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... 
If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo sent you. Okay, we are back again for the last segment of the night. Once again, I want to thank all of our sponsors, Cherubies USA, X-Brand Goggles, uh, Extreme Colors, Helmet Painting, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID, R Jerky, Williams Moto Works, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Before we get into the Blood Lubricants cross-roaded segment, what are you laughing at there, TJ? So, okay, I hate to step on your deal. This is funny. Yeah, that's fine. So my oldest son was calling me, kept calling me and calling me and calling me. And so I sent him a screenshot. I'm I'm doing the show. Yeah, I was wondering what that screenshot was, Yeah, selfie. And and his reply was, who's the nerd in the back wearing a hat indoors? What, is the light from the ceiling getting in his eyes? He's talking to me or you? What's (laughs) he you? Is that dog? Yeah, it's Jonathan. Oh. My oldest son. Oh, so that's son. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, the the fly racing pit shirt that I have. Just, yes. uh, I don't know. How do you want to give that away? First, How do you do uh, this? You I, I don't know. Because on... I expect you guys to be more prepared than I am. Let's give it away next week. First person on YouTube First that can YouTube. wear a size medium button-down shirt. Garrett Rockley is going to answer this. Be the first. Besides one. Garrett Rockley, <laughs> he's no first person that can wear a medium button-down shirt. Tell TJ on YouTube. We'll give you the shirt, and uh, then once you once he tells once he tells you you're the winner, send us your address. Yep, yep. Photoexpodshow at gmail.com. Okay, the blood lubricant. Benjamin Fransco says he can. Okay. Benjamin wins. Yep. 
So you need to send in an email to the show or message on Instagram. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Oh, there you go. MotoXPod at gmail.com. MotoXPodShow. MotoXPodShow. That's what I said, right? I think you just said MotoXPod. I probably did. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Right on. Here we go. <laughs> Blood lubricant oil lines were created to bring out the highest level of performance and I'll protection for all types it. of racing. I don't want to hear your stupid yeah, voice. Terrible voice. Whether you race motocross, supercross, side-by-sides, or even freaking sprint cars, Blood Lubricants has an oil line for you. Visit bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D, bloodlubricants.com. Use promo code MOTOX to save. They also have degreaser, chain lube, polyclean. Uh, we're going to do some giveaways here soon. Blood Lubricants cross-rutted segment this week's Use seg- the code. Use the code, yes, because we want – I say this every time – I want to beat Chris Kiefer in our sales. And, and listen, listen, the owner of of Blood is even against us, so we need your help. <laughs> yeah, he did use he did use Kiefer's code for he, something. Didn't he, he? G- he gave out Kiefer's code the other day on uh, Vital. That was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. It was on Vital. It was funny. Eh, well, more so, people know Kiefer, but we want to take that spot over. We do. We really do. So please buy some oil. We're going to be doing a um, another contest with them here pretty soon. The segment the the topic for this crossroad segment is judging people when you see them walk into absolutely God, man, I'm bad about it. So I've talked about, I don't know. You walk into a place and you see somebody and you instantly have a judgment. Is that a bad? That's because you're a racist. So it's not a racial. judgment. So I think it's how it's what you do with it. If you look at somebody and you look at them. It's fun to people watch. I love people watching and just kind of like, yeah, like, like figuring out like what's what their vibe is or whatever. But if you look at somebody and then you start like start thinking negative negatively about them because I, I of do sometimes then that then then that can, can kind of be a problem. But just obs- just observing somebody. Me and my girlfriend talk about this. It's like I'm not judging. I'm just obs- I'm just observing what I noticed. I'm not. Judging them for what okay, they give do. Give me an example of judging like, or, or uh, something you notice, but um, not be it like. Oh, like okay, like example. say say we're driving and somebody's got like a weird sticker on their truck. Like, oh, that's a weird. What's a weird sticker? Why is that? I, I, that's a judgment. Okay. Yeah, like that's like, negative. I'm yeah, super judgmental. How is that a judgment though? That's just noticing that. Why, well, weird. it's not weird to them. It's cool to them. But you just said it was weird. That's negative. Why are you being a dick? <laughs> okay, I should have known that this was going to turn in, turn into this. I mean, this is why he didn't want to tell me. He's, he's, cause he yeah, because he, he looks like, he, looks like he not only is he trying to run you over with the bus, it's like he's trying to back you back over. He's a weirdo. Yeah, absolutely. But he claims it. I don't know. Like I, I definitely sometimes judge people in a negative way. Like I see somebody and I think maybe a negative thought. You know, like oh that person. Yeah, but you don't act on it. No, I, I'm not. We're not. I'm just talking about just. I will yeah. act on in, it. Within your mind, judging somebody, you see somebody in a drive through or whatever. Or, okay, here's something. One of the reasons I thought of this is like, I'm really weird about, maybe uh, maybe it's not weird. I'll see a couple, right? I may, like, I'll see a couple that I go, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't see what their connection is. And I start wondering, like, what their home life's like, what their, yeah, their love like, life's hey, like. I do that too. Like, I go, I, like, that, like, that but person. What led you to this decision? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what attracted you to that person? Because I don't see the attraction or I don't see the, like, where that fits. And I go, I, I wonder, like, I know what my home life's like, but I wonder, like, do those people talk to each other? They can't possibly talk to you. There's no way that person talks to that person. 
like I start going through this process in my head and judging people and thinking they're odd or, or not all with everybody, but just sometimes some people you see and it just gives me, I get a judgment. I can't help it. Yeah. I don't know. Why are you looking at me like that, TJ? Are you and, judging uh, me? Absolutely. In, in my, I'm, I, I was, I serve, I'm a server. So in my line of work, I almost kind of have to, because I have to like, I can't, I can't be the same thing to everybody. Cause some people want to, you did not say a word. They just yeah, want yeah. you to take your drink order, food order, get it in, get it out. That's me. Some people want to talk to you about your whole life for, sure. for 20 or 30 minutes. So you kind of have to like judge by, and like, you're kind of like, Oh, I need to put priority here or, or whatever. I mean, obviously you're not going to treat somebody better than the other ones, but you have to treat people differently. So I kind of do have to judge. And I am like, it's, you're never ac- completely accurate. Cause I'm, I get it wrong sometimes. What? I'll think people like, Oh, that's a 10% table all day. Then they'll okay. leave me 30%. I was about to ask, do yeah. you judge people? I'm like, oh, you that, see them, they're like, whether they're going to tip you or not. Yeah, like they're not going to tip me, no way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're one of my best tips of the night. So, like, okay, it, you can, you can, judgments are mostly wrong. I guess is a, is where I was going with that. I think I'm usually right. <laughs> I judge. I, I don't care no if I'm right or wrong. You, you, yeah, I, I don't really know if I'm right or wrong. It, like, well, hey, when I see somebody walk in someplace with like green hair on one side and red on the other, and all this stupid, and I'm like, they're just doing that for attention. I make judgment calls like that constantly. We all do it. Anybody who pretends like they don't, I mean, when you when people look at me, ninety. This is actually me dressed nice. Most ninety percent of the time, people think I'm probably homeless. Okay, <laughs> so no, uh, okay, so you're the you 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 have like twelve vehicles because like you like cars and stuff. I get that. So that's a perfect example. If somebody saw that truck, they would assume that you live in a. Mobile home a somewhere. Junk, I do. Monkey well, yes. okay, I know, but like they would assume that you like that you were who weren't who you were. You yeah. know, like which I mean, is fine. Like, I, I, like, I'm okay with that. That's I what get I want. judged. That's what I'm saying. It's, how it's I just you know, it's dangerous to do. I used to wear my earrings or or tattoos. You know, I get judged, and I'm I'm not offended by that at all. I don't give a sh- crap if people judge me based off how I look. Really, I don't. I don't really care. You judge me. You I, call I, me I definitely. You I, are a yuppie. You <laughs> just. <laughs> He's ju- he judges me. He says I'm uppy. Constantly. Yuppie. Uppity? No. Yuppie. 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 What the F is a yuppie? I thought a yuppie was like a, a in the 80s, like a business person. Yuppies were like, yeah, they're, they're like the prep, the preps yeah. in school and stuff like that. Would, yeah. If you had saw me earlier, I think there's I a difference wearing, in a yuppie I was wearing a, pol- a polo jacket. Uh, okay, whatever. I, I guess I am a yuppie. You are. See? Preppy, I'll, I'll He give. owns polo shirts and yeah. wears them Both. on purpose. Yeah, that's... Dude, how about our buddies like Muscle Mark and and JT Cooley that wear button down collared shirts just for no reason? Like I'm not. Ne- I, I don't think JT does. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Not very you, often. I'm pretty but, sure there's pictures. Like he of, does. He does have a Harley now, so he was dressed the other day like he's like a Harley rider. Yeah, it's like the chain. Uh, I didn't look. Oh God, I didn't look, but I'm gonna look <laughs> Dude, now. You know what though? I, I, I missed the chain. Like that was a, like a metal thing in the '90s. Yeah, I had a chain. And I got the double, the skater. big fat double chain. And I miss being able to wear that. But I know, like, I still have yeah, it. But yeah. I was also a tiny skater kid living yeah. in, like, a ghetto neighborhood. And right. the chain was protected. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think the chain, the double chain, not the single chain, and not the little thin chain. It's got to be the fat chain, metal chain. I still think that's a cool look. I found it. It's in my <laughs> in one of my drawers, but I, I'm not willing to so, go there. That's something that drives me insane. What does it matter? Just put a shirt and some pants on and just move on your day. People who actually spend time to care. What do they? What do you care? Why? Why do you? I don't know. I, I, I guess I like to look what I think looks cool. 
That's so weird. I mean, it may not be cool, but to me, it looks cool. Like, I like my Vans and my Converse. you're trying to look cool for yourself. For myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have, like, low self-esteem? There's probably a little bit of it where I'm going, I think I look cool, so the other people must think I look cool. That's probably a little bit of that. It's 100%. But I'm not going to wear something that I think looks dumb. Figured it out. Because he's judgmental. He expects everybody else to he's judge him. Me. Oh, there's probably and, a little bit. And of that. and he wants them to judge him that he's cool because he cares what they think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I just maybe I do care. Well, Here, I, th- I, I I care that I feel like I look cool. That I do care about. I, I'm sure I don't give a. Sh- I'll admit my shortcomings. Okay. As long as I don't have a ball hanging out, I'm good. <laughs> do you have that problem? I mean, I are, you that, are you that old? <laughs> no, I'm talking about pants. I got pants that are ripped. That uh, like. But, like I can see that white trash. Oh, but when it comes down 100%. to <laughs> when it comes down to the actual act of judging, I think when what it, like I've seen this a lot of people and is they judge somebody, they like, like oh say okay say somebody I see somebody with that uh, with like a like a, a political that's different a party that's different mind sticker on them. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can say oh that person's different than me, but you have to be like okay with that now. I've I've noticed a lot of people will say, "Oh, that person's diff- different than me. I hate them now." Yeah, sure, that's common now. Damn that person right. because they have a different now that I I do oh. I will never agree with that. And I actually have friends that kind of do that, and I get onto them like, "Dude, like, just because they do have a different life choice than you doesn't make them a terrible person. Sure, they're just different from you. Yeah, so I'm not saying go be, be best friends with them, but you can't say that they're a horrible person because of uh, because of something like that. So. Garrett C. on here said that um, something that I deal with with a kid who's a racer uh-huh. is is um, it's like riding, look good, feel good, ride good. And um, I deal with that with my son all the time, talking about how he's like, oh, if I look good, I'm going to ride good. What the f- does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? If you have old plastic, you don't go any faster because no, you feel better. I, I see where he's coming from because I am a, I do care about that stuff. Like what I think looks good. So if I'm, if my gear's all ragged or my bike looks like crap, I'm probably going to be like, I'm see, probably not going to be as excited to I love ride. my, I love I'm my kind bike. Of, I'm kind of with like, I, when I was like, now that like, I finally have like a bike that's like new and yeah, relevant yeah, yeah. And I've got, I've got, and I've spent the money on newish gear, even though it mismatches, which is a problem. The dark side, apparently, but it's all new and it's all fresh, and it's I like the look of it. But I kind it's of new, missed fresh, when I when match. I first got back into riding. I was wearing like my ten year old yes. boots. I was on an 03 YZ two fifty. They just handed you, somebody their butt. You pull, you pull up to the line. Nobody expects anything of you, and you go and you and you podium, and then it's like, okay, that was. It, like it gives you, it gives you that mental, that mental edge where you're like, you're like, oh, I, like nobody's counting yeah. on me, and I get to come out and show. Jake Perry else. wants to know how good did you look when you crashed Bradshaw's bike? <laughs> Dude, I look, I look so fly. <laughs> I was in killer yep. brand new fly gear. I was in literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally in brand new tech tents. That's right, because I demoed them. But I'm with him. Like to me, when I roll up, like I'm actually up, a lot Jake. of times worried about guys that. Like you say, like like getting beat by like my, me and my buddy Randy, like Randy's got the oldest gear. I've got the we we roll down there looking like a bunch of shabby guys that have just thrown our bikes together, yeah, and and just 
hand it to people. That's the best yeah. thing ever. No, I, I had I, I had Garnets. Anybody? I had Garnets. I literally duct tape. I'm not on a 125 anymore. Come race. I had, right. had Garnets. I literally had the yes. duct tape that had the sole screwed into the boot. Shoe right. goo. And, and but, I won okay. a moto, and it was like it was cool. I don't know. What, like what brought this up though is like okay, there's a person I work with. She's pretty uptight, pretty strange, really really quiet. Doesn't hardly talk. Not attractive, in my opinion. So then I go, well, then, like, what does her husband see? Like, are they attracted to each other? Like, she's, I'm judging. she's not pretty? Mm, okay. Not at all. No, no, that's fine. Opinion. That's fine. My I, opinion. No, no, I didn't know if it was a she or it, he at work. Right. No, okay. it's, a, it's a female. Okay. And I wonder, like, I, I judge them because I'm like, I bet they don't have any fun together. Like, that's my thought. Like, I bet they don't. Be careful, because they could have the best relationship. Well, well they, they probably are, like, freaking doing, like, crazy stuff that we, you know, weird stuff, because that's the, the probably the far extreme of what I'm judging it as. But I definitely judge based off a look of how their life is. Well, it's funny, because you may not remember this, but a couple of years back when you first started being uh, coming on the show, like, way back in the day, you'd come over to the house— you actually brought it up to me. You're like, "What do you and your wife do?" Like, because because yeah. Kathy and I are so different, but like, she's like my best friend, and we have a great relationship, and we are, literally have nothing in common. Well, and there, yeah. and there's some people that are, I mean, simple minded is a common term, but like literally, like they wake up, they go to work, they eat dinner, they say "I love you," and, they, and like that, and they they don't have more, they don't right. need more. Like, I feel like guys like us that are like that watch the show and the guys like this are like doing the show and stuff like this and we liked it that perspective and the nostalgia of different things it and is that fun and to figure out ways not to strangle my wife yeah but but some people aren't like that some people like are just want to be they're just straight across the board they don't they're yeah. they are quiet because they don't have those thoughts so, all right anything else know. on the blood lubricants crossroads segment put the code that was a good out there one, though. i like that one what code the blood lubricants code moto x i believe it's moto x is it okay yeah i'm pretty sure i'll double check it tomorrow but I'm almost positive it's just Moto X. There you go. Let me see if it's uh, if I still have the text from Jeff. That's yeah, this stuff is amazing. Jeff. They were talking about that stuff on Vital the other day, and I meant to chime in about how, like, even before they were part of the show, I was using the stuff that oil is absolutely mind-blowingly good. It's good, man. If Kiefer, Kiefer anybody that knows Kiefer at all, knows he's not going to promote something he doesn't believe in. He's tested it. He's the reason we got involved with blood lubricants, and now I want to take his supremacy as the blood lubricants so, discount code. I hate to admit this, but we had an incident uh, four months ago and did an oil change. Oil did not get put back in the bike <laughs> for a whole practice. Oh, crap. Obviously, he pulled the bike down, took it, and raced the practice bike. And then when I tore the motor down, I could find nothing wrong with it. I, I did replace everything, put new bearings and, and piston and top in, I mean, crank and everything in it. But I literally, after a full 20-minute practice, could not find any extra wear, anything wrong, no oil in the bike. Wow. it's good stuff. I Look, sprint car racing. I love sprint car racing. Anybody that knows what sprint, how hard does, they, you know, 800 horsepower, whatever they are, right? Lightweight cars, you know, like they're they a lot of wear and tear on a, on a engine like that. Yep, full throttle all the time. When I did that, covered that sprint car race back in January or February of last year, 
three of the drivers were blood lubricant drivers, and I asked them all, you know, just what they thought of the product. And, of course, they're sponsored by it, so they're, they're going to give a answer that is probably positive. But a couple of the mechanics were like, we have noticed that we don't have to change we don't have to do the work or, you know, change the oil or we can go longer on the yep. oil, which is the same thing we noticed in the motocross side. You get more rides. It keeps the, the engine cooler. That's I think Kiefer tested it like 30 degrees cooler on average. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't 30 or 35, but it's a big he, deal. His number and the sprint car guys were basically the same thing. And if it works in a freaking sprint car, it's going to work in a dirt bike. And, and if, it, if I'll spend money on it, I'm telling you, it's right. Good. Yeah, that's true too. Okay. We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, episode 190, all our sponsors again. Here's the big thing, guys. Please use our sponsors. If you guys need plastic, go to Cherubies USA. Buy it. Let them know that you're supporting us because, I mean, Talon literally just sent out a check like two days ago for the second part of our sponsorship for the year. You guys know we're a small show. This money means so much to do what we, to help us do what we're doing. Yeah. But they w- there's no reason for them to continue supporting us if they're not hearing from you guys. Post on your social media. Use blood lubricants. Support our sponsors because it means more than you guys can know to us. Yep. I know at uh, the other shows, it, it helps. It, it's a big deal to Mathis, right? But we're small. Small amount of money coming in. We need you guys to support those people. Please buy some blood lubricants. Please buy some Torque One. You know, buy some grips from Torque One. Um, and, and make a post, tag them, yeah, and tag us in the post. They see that stuff. Yeah, they, it's a big deal. And I don't see a lot of it on social media of us getting tagged in all that often. And I, yeah. I really need to see more of it. It be it means a lot. Does it? Do, do you have to, like, say you're a Cherbis and the other one's Cherbis. Do, a Cherbis. Yes. Do you have to go to their website, or can you discount code from your other? No, you have to go through their you website. Go through we don't have a discount code at a Cherbis. I don't think anybody does. I, I, oh, okay, I think, well, I, just the other ones. You like, have to get it through them. You know, if you go yeah. to Motorsport, which isn't one of our sponsors, they are a sponsor of the wrap-up show, and you buy a Cherbies, I assume, I believe Motorsport has a Cherbies. Because doesn't... They just have, when you buy it and you put it on your bike, post a picture on Instagram and say, hey, supporting a Cherbies because of Moto x yeah, show, okay. you know? The ones that where you can use a discount code is Blood Lubricants. Okay. R-Jerky. Um... <clears throat> My mind just blank. There's another one that we have a discount code. I'm almost positive. Uh, Cherubies doesn't have one. Maybe it does. I'm, too. I'm surprised that they don't have a how did you hear about us thing on those. And you, yeah, some places do. Or some yeah. places have you where you can put notes. Yeah. You know, a lot like in the past when I've ordered stuff because of Pulpamex, I always put in the notes, order this because you support the Pulpamex show. Yeah. Or order this yeah. because like my ride engineering stuff that I, clamps. I order this because you support Chris Kiefer and he suggested it. Like I always and, put that in the notes. And there'll be places like maybe we don't have the discount code, but if you buy from one of our sponsors from another outlet, like one of the online order places, because you have a big group order, you get free shit, whatever, yeah. post that up on your Instagram and say, you know, hey, I, I got this. Thanks, guys, for the Moto X pot shop. Those things make a difference, and it doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't hurt as far as, like, like hurt you, but it helps us more than you'll ever know. So we really appreciate it, and I think that picked up. Even though I might, he had yeah. the camera. He had the camera on. You. I had the camera oh, yeah. on you on accident. So. Can't wait to watch that. Yeah, that was rough. That was um, funny. Yeah, but okay. Even if you have like X brand goggles, right? If you're wearing X brand goggles, yeah. Tag at X brand. Yep. And tag us. If you uh, 
And when we see those things, and and we do a lot of like random giveaways. Fly racing, people, that's a big one. Yep. A lot of you guys are wearing fly racing. If you go riding this weekend, I don't care if you have new gear. Yep. I'm wearing, hey, wearing my fly racing gear because uh, I, you know, the Moto X, I support the Moto X Pod show and tag Jason Thomas, tag it, fly racing. And we do random giveaways of yep. those things. You're going to see that so. stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that stuff just means a lot. And of course, if you can go to patreon.com and support us, that's a big help too. We got a big week coming up in Dallas. We're going to be there pretty much the whole week. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So, you know, it's not cheap. We're not going to be able to stay. We're Is it gonna... three in Dallas yeah. or just two? It's three. three. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we'll pretty much be there the whole week. Uh, we're going to probably leave Thursday and head to Freestone, go see the Kiefer's. But other than that, have that. you gotten any of the new X-Brand goggles yet? What's the name of the, the new Lucid. Um, Have you no, seen them yet? He, you have some on order for us. Yes, he, he's gotten some in. But those were designated to dealerships and places that already had a, an order out. Big okay. orders, yeah. Um, most of them are in a in a container, trying to get into the port. He expects them to be in the first of the of next month. Okay, that's the expectations. I kind of want to try them. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm getting some. Um, a lot of them already accounted for. Yeah, from our group buying yeah. them, but I'll, I'll get as many as I can. Lucid the Lucid goggles can be an awesome product, but all that stuff again. You guys know how much it means to us for you to support us. We appreciate you guys. Uh, I did see the Instagram post that Jake Curry and his awesome. chick Jordan got their R jerky in. So thanks to the Wagemans for that. I uh, I have another package of the Sizzling Hot that we'll give away maybe next week. We'll do that. We'll, we're going to do that one to a uh, archives listener, not awesome. just YouTube. We, yeah. we, keep, we get a lot of stuff away on YouTube. We need to give some stuff away to our archive guys. Anyway, anything else, guys, before we go? No, that was awesome. Yeah, bro. All right, that's it for episode 190. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We appreciate you. We're out.